Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. In 1 John chapter 4, the Apostle John declared, quote, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. If you are a genuine Christian today, then Jesus Christ himself lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit of God lives in you and consistently confirms to you the truth about Jesus Christ our Lord. It is in and through Jesus living in us that we overcome the deception of the world and of our demonic spiritual enemies. Let's open our Bible now to 1 John chapter 4 that we might truly understand how much greater Jesus is who lives in us than all our natural and spiritual enemies. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. It is still a Saturday morning here in Texas. It's actually a 11:59 a.m. Uh, here in Texas, and uh, it's a it's a good it's a good Saturday morning, soon to be afternoon to be uh, to be loving on Jesus, to be spending time with Jesus, to be spending time studying about Jesus, to be spending time growing to know Him, growing to love Him, and of course we do that we do that most by studying the Word of God, by studying His Word knowing it and of course obeying it so thank you lord jesus so yes so every teaching stephen goes through a a dozen checks he'll check all these different things and then we you know we we say the time and so that i have 30 minutes exactly to uh to do the teaching that i have prepared so so that's how we know the time so there it is noon so thank you lord all right, so uh, we're in First John four now. It's uh, it's just a, again, it's been a it's been a great study. Um, it's a wonderful book. Um, it's been a privilege to study it, and a, and a privilege to teach it. So thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, the plan today is to get through verse uh, eleven or twelve, Lord willing. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy, your favor, your goodness, and your grace on our lives, Father. We thank you for our Bible, Father. We thank you for the word of God, Father. We thank you that we have the Holy Scriptures, Father, in the name of Jesus. But above all, we we thank you for Jesus, our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your mercy and goodness on our lives, for becoming a human man for us, for living a perfect, righteous life on our behalf that we could never live, for dying a torturous death on our behalf that we should have died and we thank you that you're alive and risen and we worship you our risen savior our risen king thank you lord jesus holy spirit we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word we ask you to give us eyes that see ears that hear hearts that understand father i do want to pray a special mercy and healing in all those who are struggling with sickness and disease, Lord. Um, I just ask your mercy on them, Father. There seems to just to be this growing number in our circle of folks who are sick, Lord. I pray for, for healing for, for all those who are sick, for your mercy and provision and, and blessing on all those who are sick, for anyone that's listening to this, for people that they know. But Father, I do pray a special mercy and healing in, uh, you know, in the Wyckoffs, Lord, and the Bristols. Pray a special mercy and healing and Lori Callender, Lord, and uh, pray your blessing and mercy and uh, healing, Lord, and Chris McCray, Father. I pray your your healing, Father, and uh, 
and mercy in Richard and Janet Swan. I ask you to be with them, Father. Father, I pray your continued healing in my wife and in her back, Father. I just ask for healing in all those, Father, who are struggling with sickness and disease. I pray your blessing and healing in my mom, papa, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your mercy, Jesus. We thank you for your mercy, and we just pray your healing and wholeness and health in all these. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, 1 John 4, verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Wow, thank you, Lord Jesus. Just, just important scriptures now, right? as I say every week, but every scripture is important. But let's look at this. Verse one, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So when he says spirit here, he's, he's meaning, he's certainly meaning an attitude or a disposition or a manner. Right now, now obviously behind, because he's talking about false prophets, right? He's talking about false teachers, teachers who, you know, who outright will either say, just boldly say that that Jesus is not the son of God is, is an absolute false teacher. Now, there are also false teachers that that will say that they believe in Jesus and that Jesus is Lord. But it's plain that they're false teachers based on a variety of other ways that they're not consistent with the scripture, with the word of God and the character of the word of God and the son of God, right? So when he says here, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So when you hear someone speaking, when you hear someone claiming to be a teacher or a speaker, okay, a false prophet or a false teacher um, is, is someone that, that, that you're leery of, you're leery of their attitude, their disposition, their manner, their style of teaching is just off. It's not consistent with the word of God and the son of God. It's not magnifying Jesus. Jesus, its concern is not for Jesus, right? And the glory of God, the father, God, the son, 
and God the Holy Spirit. So he says to dear friends, do not believe every spirit. So, so every person that's talking, the, the, the spirit in which they're talking, so to speak, the manner um, in which they're speaking, right? Um, their attitude, so to speak, right? Um, just the way that, that, that they teach and where they handle themselves. John says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, there can be no question, and John may mean this as well, that, that behind the attitude or the disposition or the, quote, spirit of that person very well could be a, a demonic spirit that's leading them on. Could be Satan and a demonic spirit um, from hell that's, you know, that's behind the false teacher or the false prophet. So do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So again, even in John's day, there were false prophets and false teachers, and today they abound even more, okay? It's something we have to look out for, and he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna explain to us now how to test them. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God, okay? Now, that's the Holy Spirit when he says Spirit of God, right? God the Holy Spirit. Every spirit, little s, that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Verse three, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. So again, in the end times, there will be this one person called the Antichrist. Who, he will be a a world leader, a, a man of tr a tremendous charisma that in the end times will, you know, that will unite the world around him and lead a rebellion against, you know, against God, the father, God, the son, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, and against all the people of God in Jesus, right? That's not what John is speaking about here. John is speaking about just people who are anti-Christ, someone that is, that is denying Jesus. Now, it's important to understand, as I said, that there are certainly false teachers and false prophets that just outright deny that that Jesus is the Christ and they're and they're trying that that you know to teach others and lead them away from Jesus but but there are many many false teachers out there regrettably that that will claim to be teachers for Jesus but yet they're 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 consistently inconsistent in in rightly teaching the word of God rightly teaching with what the rightly teaching what the Bible says about Jesus. We can't just make up our own Jesus. You can't twist the Bible to make it fit the Jesus you want to believe in, okay? We, we have to believe and hold to and preach and teach the Jesus that's plainly revealed in the scriptures, okay? One of the, one of the reasons and the, the biggest reason we have over what? 1100 denominations in Christianity is that we, we basically all have the same Bible, but we don't just take the Bible for what it says. Okay. Our job is to open the Bible and to read the scripture and to let it speak, to simply let the word of God speak. Okay. We're not to twist the scripture to fit what we want it to say. Okay. One of the great dangers of any systematic is, is instead of, of just letting the word of God speak, we, we take every scripture and fit it into our systematic 
or in our framework or into our ism, right? Arminianism, right? Provisionism, Calvinism, all these isms, right? Our job is to, in the fear of our heavenly father, read the scripture. Yes, we do have to read it as a whole front to back. Okay. And let the word of God speak. Um, so, uh, a false teacher, okay, now just because someone has a systematic does not in any way make them a false teacher. Generally, the people who use systematics are not false teachers, okay? But but oftentimes, again, someone who sticks to a particular systematic, whether it be Calvinism, Arminianism, Provisionism, is always making that scripture fit into the systematic, and that is a problem, okay? But a false teacher is someone who is is teaching about Jesus in a way that's blatantly inconsistent with the scripture, okay? So when John says, this is how we can recognize the spirit of God, the true Holy Spirit, this is how we recognize that he's leading a teacher. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, okay? So when a teacher is boldly proclaiming and acknowledging that Jesus Christ, right? God the Son, the Son of God came into the world, Okay, and then he goes on to teach or she goes on to teach everything that the scripture says rightly. Boom. You can you know, you can say that, you know what, that 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 spirit, the attitude of that person, the quote spirit behind the person is being led by the Holy Spirit of God. Right. So when they when they accurately teach about Jesus, that again, that our God, God the Son, the Son of God, Jesus, came into this world, entered this world as a human man, lived a perfect, righteous, sinless life on behalf of humanity, died uh, a torturous death, you know, on our behalf and in our place, right? On behalf of humanity and in our place and has been raised from the dead, okay? This is how we can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. So again, the, the person or the teacher that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. And again, that is to say, does not just not adhere you know, to the, to the clear teachings of the word of God. Now, listen, we're all going to, we're all going to agree to disagree on certain small things, but on the things that are clear, the things that are obvious, okay, that Jesus Christ is God, right? That he's God, the son, that he did come into this world, that he did die for the sins of the whole world, right? That he did live a perfect, righteous life, that he did die a torturous death, and that it's only in and through Jesus Christ, that we can be forgiven of our sins, that we can come into relationship with our heavenly father, that we can be delivered from the wrath of God, the father delivered from eternal hell and go to heaven when we die. OK, um, if if a teacher is 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 somehow not not, you know, is somehow trying to lead you away that Jesus lead you away from the fact that Jesus is the only way that teacher is not from God. It's not he's he or she is not being led by the spirit of God. This is the spirit of the antichrist. Okay. So an antichrist is when someone will, 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 will step up and just either boldly proclaim that Jesus is not the Christ, not the, not the savior, not the Messiah, not the only way for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul. That's an antichrist or someone that's perverting Jesus 
and very clearly in in one of one or several of the ways that the Bible makes clear. Okay, this is the spirit of the Antichrist. And again, if you can put a hyphen, anti-hyphen Christ, right? They're just against the true Jesus, the true Christ. Verse four, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. It's a powerful verse. So if you're a genuine Christian today, the one who is in you is Jesus himself. Jesus lives in you by his spirit the Holy Spirit, right? You, dear children, are from God and overcome them. So if you're a genuine Christian today, if you're genuinely trusting in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul, you know, you have overcome all these false teachers. You'll recognize these false teachers. Now, the reason John is, is saying this, he is speaking to believers, is that it is, it is a possibility for believers to be deceived. Okay, so that's why John is writing this. You, dear children, are from God and overcome them, because the one who is in you, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is greater than the one who is in the world, which is the devil and the demons, okay? The primary work of the devil and all the demonic forces of hell is to lead an individual away from Jesus. That's why, that's why we talk about Jesus so much, okay? The meaning of life is Jesus. You hear every teaching we start out, it's a good day to be loving on Jesus, spending time with Jesus, growing to know Jesus. The entire work of the enemy is to lead you away from Christ. He'll let people say, God, 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 all day long, because it doesn't mean anything without Jesus. Jesus is God. We have a triune God, God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. We have relationship with each person of the Trinity, right? One being three separate persons only in and through Jesus Christ. So in Jesus, you needn't fear the, the devil and the demons. If you're truly clinging to Jesus alone for your salvation, you have overcome the evil one. And, and anyone who would deny that Jesus is the Christ, the spirit of God confirms it in you, right? Verse five. They are from the world. This is, this is important. Listen to this. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. Verse six, we are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. This is a very, very powerful premise here. Okay. It's, it's, there, there, there are two groups of people he's speaking about. He says in verse five, they're from the world and therefore the world listens to them. Worldly people, people who have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, people who are, are living in either any of the other religions, got their foot a little bit in it, and all the religions, people will say, or they're agnostic, well, they'll say, you know, well, I'm not sure, maybe there's a God, maybe there isn't. Obviously, people who are atheist, right, or atheist, that, that say there is no God, any person that's not firmly trusting in Jesus alone, firmly proclaiming their trust in Jesus alone, right? Meaning that, that, that they are certain that their, their faith is completely in Jesus, right? For the forgiveness of their sins and the salvation of their soul are in the world system. They're from the world system. There are people all around the world, we've all heard them, that'll give their views on who God is and they'll make allowance, right, for views that are not biblical. They'll make allowance for a view to know God 
outside of Jesus Christ, whether it's the other main religions of the world, whether it's Islam, whether it's Buddhism, um, whether it's Hinduism, right, or, or any of the others, okay? These people are from the world, and John says they are from the world, and therefore they speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them, right? That, that, that people who do not believe in Jesus, they bind together in their unbelief in Jesus, okay? One of the great ways you know that someone is of the world is when you listen to them speak and they do not rest firmly in Jesus Christ alone, okay? If they're given allowance for Buddhism, for Hinduism, for Islam, any other religion, or people who don't have, have any religion at all, including Jesus, or they give allowance for Judaism um, in rejecting Jesus as their savior, okay? Any of these are of the world. They'll listen to the viewpoint of the world and they'll band together in the fact that they don't want to hear anything about Jesus or they'll deny, um, you know, Jesus himself. Jesus in John 14, 6 said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. His own words, okay? He's the only way. So you have this group of people that are from the world. They speak from the viewpoint of the world, this viewpoint that's, that's not in Jesus and exclusively in Jesus. And the world listens to them. Verse six, we are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, okay? So John is talking about here the, the him and the other apostles that the Lord has given this instruction that's given us the New Testament um, about Jesus and really any minister that's, that's, that's speaking the truth of what they're saying, okay? So when John says we are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, John personally is speaking about himself and the other apostles who gave us the New Testament, but also, you know, about anyone who's properly teaching, you know, what him and the apostles have given us in the New Testament, okay? So, we are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. Those who are genuinely trusting in Jesus, who, who have received Jesus, who know that Jesus Christ is God, the Son of God, God the Son, and all he did for us in our, you know, in, in redeeming us and reconciling us, right? And in, in living for us and dying for us and being raised from the dead, that if you're genuinely from God, you'll listen to the plain teachings of the scripture and ministers that are clearly teaching the word of God clearly and unambiguously and properly, okay? We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. A good way to know that someone is not of God is again, when they won't, when they won't listen to just simple, sound, clear Bible teaching, okay? Hopefully when you're hearing me teach the word of God, you're seeing how I'm going verse by verse. I'm just teaching what's there, okay? I'm trying to teach what's there and get out of the way, okay? I'll say again, it's not a minister's job to make the text fit what he wants to say. It's our job in the fear of God to simply teach the word of God in what it says and, you know, and let it do the work. It's not the minister that does any work. It's not the teacher that affects change. It's the living word of God in the son of God, Jesus Christ, right? That's going to bring the change, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that's going to bring the transformation. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. Again, so again, a good way to see that someone is not in Christ, they're not genuinely saved, is they won't accept sound, just very clear sound Bible teaching as it's stated in the Bible. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth 
and the spirit of falsehood. Okay, you can tell whether someone is living in truth. You know, you know, Jesus called himself the truth. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. So again, you know, when someone is willing and, and eager to listen to good, sound Bible teaching, it's not rocket science. What I'm doing here is not hard to understand. If a teacher or preacher is properly just teaching what's in the scriptures, verse by verse, explaining the scriptures, that when you read it, yeah, it just makes sense. There it is, okay? That's our job is to not teach our own agendas, our own motives, right? Um, you know, we're just to teach what the scripture says, right? To, to, to bring forth what the Bible says. We're to magnify the word of God, not our own ideas, right? Not our own agendas, right? We're to, we're to teach the scriptures. When that's done properly, it ought to be just very simple to understand. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth. So again, someone who's able to, to just, you know, affirm and confirm sound biblical teaching, right? You know, you can see that, that they, are, they are living in the truth that they do certainly know Jesus and the spirit of falsehood. The spirit of falsehood, again, would be the world and its system that rejects Jesus or wants to make up its own Jesus, different from what's in the scripture, and or just make allotment for, for all religions or no religion, right? That would be a spirit of falsehood. Verse seven, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. So here it is again, that, that one of the great evidences that you're truly saved, that you're truly a Christian, is that you have love for other believers in Jesus Christ. You have concern for them. You pray for them. You think about them. You look for ways that you can, you can be a help to them. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God, right? Um, again, if you're claiming to be a Christian, all right. The great evidence that you're a Christian foundationally is that God is love, as we're going to see down here, right, in, uh, in verse eight, and that we ourselves are walking in love, love toward our triune God and love toward our heavenly father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Right. That's each member of the Trinity. We show them love by wanting to please them, by wanting to obey them. And we show them love by, by loving one another. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Again, this is how we know you've been born again spiritually, that you've received eternal life because you have a genuine concern for other people, particularly brothers and sisters in Christ. Verse eight, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So again, here's another test for you. Again, John has given us tests throughout, you know, throughout this whole book. Whoever does not love does not know God. Look inside your heart. Again, do you have a concern and a love for people? Do you have a concern that they would know Jesus? Do you have a, a concern for them in Jesus? Do you have a concern for your brothers and sisters in Christ? Do you have a lifestyle of praying for them, right? Um, do you have a lifestyle of looking to be a blessing to your brothers and sisters in Christ who are hurting or in need? Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Now, it's interesting. It says God is love here. Okay. This is his primary attribute. Now, he has many attributes. He's God is also mercy, his grace, his justice, his wrath. But, but ultimately, he's defined as, as love, right? Um, and so we, you know, as his children, ought to, ought to emulate him 
and loving one another. So you can examine yourself, right? Do you have a lifestyle of love? Verse nine, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So Jesus willingly became a human man, but, but also the scripture says that the father sent Jesus. He enforced him. The, 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 the father willingly sent Jesus. Jesus willingly became a man, right? Each member of the Trinity is, is full-blown almighty God. Again, one being, we have one God, three distinct individual persons, right? God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. And this is, you know, this is how we know the, that God is love, okay? This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. The incredible, the incredible evidence of the love of God is the sent Jesus that we might actually live eternally in heaven in and through Jesus Christ. That's the incredible love of our Father is making provision for us in Jesus Christ to be saved and to avoid the wrath of God and an eternity in hell separated from our Heavenly Father, from Jesus and from the Holy Spirit. That's profound. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. It's only in Jesus that we have life. Again, John 14, 6, we say it over and over. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's only in Jesus we have life. And our heavenly father loved us so much, he sent and watched his son be tortured because he loved us so much. Verse 10, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Again, um, love is not when we're expecting something. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. We weren't the ones to make the first move. Our father made the first move toward us, and he sent Jesus to atone for our sins. That means to reconcile us back to him. That means to pay the penalty for our sins. That, that means to to pay the penalty for the wrath of God, right? He sent Jesus to atone for our sins, to make payment for our sins, to pay a sin debt that we couldn't pay because we owed a sin debt. He owed a sin debt. He paid a sin debt he didn't owe because we owed a sin debt we couldn't pay, right? That's what atoning is. It's to, it's to pay the price for our sins that we might be reconciled and become children of God. Wow. Verse 11, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Again, there, there's the pattern. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Okay. That, so again, we look at the love of our heavenly father and, and the incredible self-sacrificing love in our Father, the overwhelming sacrificial love of Jesus, and then we emulate that, right, toward one another. A sacrificial love that doesn't look to get anything in return. Do you have that kind of sacrificial love living in you? Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So this is clear. So when people are saying that they have claiming to, to see with their physical eyes that they've seen God or they've been caught up in some way and seen him, uh, verse 12 said, no one has ever seen God. 
Okay, we're, we're, we're not to see him. Okay, we we believe in him by faith. We certainly see him and experience him moving in our lives. Right. We experience his presence. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, look at this. God lives in us. His, his life is in us. He lives in us in the form of the Holy Spirit. And his love is made complete in us. The more we walk in love toward our heavenly father and to Jesus and looking to please them and obey them. And the more that 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 we walk in genuine love to, to one another, the more mature we will be. Right. The more we'll grow mature and the more complete our love will be. Right. And in that place, again, the deeper and more intimate our relationship will be with our heavenly father, with Jesus Christ, our Lord, and with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Help us, Lord Jesus. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy, your favor, your goodness, and your grace on our lives. Father, we just thank you for Jesus. Father, we ask you to help us today to walk in love towards you and to walk in love for one another. Holy Spirit, we ask you to give us eyes that see false teachers, eyes that that see people who are not holding to the true biblical Jesus, our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Lord Jesus, we worship you and we thank you today. We commit this time into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.